All right, welcome to another episode of Old School Thoughts, and thank you for all that you do to make this podcast possible. I am Frank Goodman. And Martha. Hello, Martha. How are you? Hi, Frank. How are you? I'm, I'm good. I'm doing fine. Look, first I want to thank you for being patient with me, uh, giving me the opportunity to start a couple of days later. Uh, last week was a very heavy week. I even got a chance to do some old school DJing. Can you believe it? Wow. All right. <laughs> so I don't want us to lose a lot of time because we've been on a roll with this topic on the family tree. We've right. got some good feedback from friends and family, from other members asking us to kind of expand on some of the things that we've talked about. So okay. I'm just going to ask our listeners to go back and look at the two previous episodes so that we don't have to spend a lot of time recapping what we've talked about. Right. Okay? Yep. So, Martha, normally we are always unscripted. We don't have, we don't, we don't rehearse, and we didn't rehearse this time. But nope. I did put a question out to you before today that I wanted you to think about only because I didn't want to have an advantage over you on what question I wanted to ask you. Mm -hmm. Right. So I asked you the other day to think about two things, because maybe we'll add this to each succeeding episode. But to think but to mention two things that touched you or affected you in some kind of way emotionally that made you think differently as you began your family tree, what you had to go back and think about. Okay. Okay. Yep, yep. Uh, I think I thought about it some, and two things really stood out to me, two things that I learned about the old part of my family tree. Mm -hmm. And the first one was learning that my grandmother, my, her, one of her older brother's siblings, was taken away in slavery mm -hmm. and was never returned. So that's a family connection that I realized would never be able to recapture because I don't even know his name. And he was one of my great-grandmother's firstborn. Mm -hmm. And I think the second thing I learned is how my great-grandmother, I admire her so much. My mother used to tell how she as a child used to help her braid her hair and she would see the scars on her back. Mm. And the scars are from the whippings that she received because she was a continual runaway. Hmm. And my mother said at some point that her grandmother told her when she was whipped, they would put salt in her wounds. Hmm. And I think that affects me even today, even if I think about it. And even if I just uh, reminisce over those words that my mother told me, those two things affect me a lot. They affected my viewpoint on Whatever I was as a child thought slavery was, it brought home the realizations of the horrors of slavery. Okay, so with me, the two mm -hmm. things that I would like to mention, prior to my sister disclosing the name of my grandfather that got me started on genealogy, mm -hmm. I was teaching classes on African-American history. I was kind of traveling from one place to place, you know, giving these classes. But when mm -hmm. I started my genealogy and 
I came across the 1900 census for the first time and, and got a chance to see the names of my great-grandfather, my great-grandmother, my grandmother, my aunts, all on this 1900 census. Wow. My life changed completely. Right. Before then, wow. everything I was learning about my family and learning about my life, though I had both parents in the house, I had siblings in the house, I realized I was then, only after finding that 1900 census, I started putting other pieces together to realize that I had been living my life in fragments. Mm-hmm. I was learning about people in fragments. Right. And so once I went back and started giving those classes, my classes were never the same. I realized wow. then that prior to me learning that information about my great-grandparents and my ancestors, while I was teaching those classes, it only took one person in that class to say, you're so very good at what you're doing. Can you tell me mm-hmm. the name of your grandparents? Mm-hmm. And I would have had to stand in front of them and say, I don't know. So you can take the time yeah. out to research and know all about African history, how the slave trade started, the diaspora, but you never even took the time out to know who your grandparents were. Right. So that was one thing that came out of it. I never, it has changed my life. The second is, my mother always talked about her family. She knew the name of her mother, her father. She would talk about her grandmother. She mm-hmm. mentioned that to me all the time. Mm-hmm. It never dawned on me that when my my grandmother died, my mother's mother, when she died, mm-hmm. my mother was 14 years old. Oh, wow. She was not with her biological father. And she had to move in and live with an aunt. Mm-hmm. and become the big sister of those children, mm-hmm. of her cousins. But I never thought that the expressions and everything that I learned about my father, that I think his life was full of frustration and confusion. So I right. watched two parents trying to correct their childhood with all of their children. We, they were there for us, and I think they were trying to correct everything about their childhood or what was impacting them. They were trying to correct it through their own. So these are the two things that I carry as I continue to work on my family tree, though mm-hmm. I say to you, I've said to you before, as I approach the family tree, I approach it from a broader perspective because I'm always saying, I am trying to piece together what was broken, what was sent away, who was lost. And I'm and every time I find a new relative, I say, I got you. <laughs> you know, so right. I am saying to the establishment, I am saying to old spirits, I got mm-hmm. you. Right. You've captured them back. That's right. I've got you. You know, that's important because we come at it from two different perspectives, and right. that's a good thing for our listeners. You're coming at it from a broader perspective because you're trying to recapture so many different elements mm-hmm. and family members 
And I'm coming from it from a narrower viewpoint outward because I know the stream of the line of which my mother, her mother, and her grandmother, you know, and her great-grandmother. I know the line of that. But my challenge was to go and find the descendant. So in a way, I did the reverse of what you're doing. Right. And that's good for our listeners to know that you don't necessarily have to start in one direction. It depends on what your goal is, and it depends on what you want to achieve and how far you want to go with it. Yeah. And so here we are. We are into our third session of this conversation Mm -hmm. of this topic about the family tree. Right. And I would like for us to kind of spend some time talking about resources to use to help you with your family tree. Mm-hmm. What you what we fail to use and what we see as something that we should have included in our process, such as a family tree sheet or a right. family, you know, information sheet. Right. Maybe a recorder. Right. Always having a recorder on you to request mm-hmm. permission to record the conversation. Mm-hmm. Do you did you start with those things and and well, if you didn't start with those things, do you feel that that would have helped you out more? I I learned about family sheets later, but what I did is I sort of in the beginning created my own little family sheet mm-hmm. because what I did was I took a piece of loose leaf paper and I put the name of the individual I was looking at or wanted to research. Mm-hmm. And then I began to document on that sheet when he was born, and if I could later, when he died, I'd also put on that sheet who his parents were. So I know his name of his mother, and I knew the name of the father. And if there are any siblings, I would list the siblings. So I started with my own version of that family sheet, not knowing that one existed, And uh, the first time I saw one is when I was trying to piece together my grandmother's 18 siblings. Mm -hmm. And I found the sheet was somewhat lacking because if you have a very large family, you need more than one sheet. Mm -hmm. You'll you'll find yourself filling out three, two or three sheets. Mm -hmm. And I just found that when I did it on my loose leaf sheet, I could do it in the order in which I wanted, which was a little bit easier for me to navigate. Mm-hmm. You know, in addition to finding that, you know, we talked about and we touched on that you need to look for birth records. Mm-hmm. Sometimes in the family yourself and itself, we hold on to children's baptism records or certificates. Mm-hmm. We hold on to their birth certificates. And families, there should be somewhere that somebody's birth certificate exists. Mm-hmm. You know, our, our our parents, I know my parents kept all of our, her children, my, my siblings and I, she kept all of those things. Mm-hmm. My mother was, she was, she kept everything we did because my mother never made it past the third grade. Mm-hmm. And she was proud of everything we accomplished. So she kept everything, Ca- report cards, good or bad. Sometimes you'd look at those report cards and be like, wow. <laughs> yep. You know, because you see a couple of D's on there, and you're like, wow. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and you say, all right, I remember that report card. I got real good because of that report card. 
but it was a way of documenting. Mm-hmm. So if if you have it in a in your family, go and search out these things because they're going to be helpful to you when you start to build your family tree. So with me, I I started off like I said, I, I had some kind of advantage because when I started my research, I started out at the National Archives. Wow. So they introduced me to so many things from when you're having your conversation in a group, speak loud enough for other people to hear you because they can pick up on these little hot tips that you're mm-hmm. dealing with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then they would, they would introduce you to family sheets and why that family sheet is so is so valuable. The family sheet is inv- is so valuable because sometimes you have a conversation with someone, you meet a new relative, you have this sit down conversation, and you walk away, and then you may not ever see them a- again, or mm-hmm. you forget most of the conversation. They mm-hmm. they sit there and start throwing out the name of those mothers, fathers, sisters, and brothers, <laughs> and everybody, and then you you all of a sudden you're listening more than you're paying attention. Well, you're right. And you know what? That's when you need that recorder. Right. So, But one thing one thing I do want to say, Frank, mm-hmm. and, and I don't want to interrupt your train mm-hmm. of thought. Mm-hmm. Recorders are a tool, but I found that most elderly people don't like them. That's right. So you have to take notes. Mm-hmm. Okay? You have to take notes. And so one valuable, one, one recording that I did on mm-hmm. video, I mm-hmm. met a cousin named Mariah Battle. Mm-hmm. And when I met Mariah, her daughter was there, a couple of her grandchildren were at, at her house. They invited me in, and I asked for permission to record the conversation. Nice. Now, Mariah was just talking. She was boom, throwing out that history like it was nothing. <laughs> okay? During the conversation, and I completely missed it, during the conversation, she said, "I knew your grand, I knew your your great grandmother. Uh, she was Lusani, so she pronounced her name. She said, mm-hmm. Your great grandmother was Lusani, and she married a battle. And the family was angry with her because battle was dark skinned guys, and, and, mm-hmm. and your mother was a your great grandmother was a light skinned woman, you know. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and so." She told this story, and she literally <laughs> knew her name. She literally knew her name as Lusani, and she knew the husband, Colin Battle. She mm-hmm. called him out. Now, when I returned home, and I sat down and listened to that conversation, mm-hmm. and I realized that she was telling me about my great-grandmother and my great-grandfather. Wow. And I said, I didn't hear it. I didn't hear it while she was talking. Intently listening. That's right. Talking. So, the video gave me an opportunity to enter that information on on my family tree, and I was able to find their death certificates because wow. of that conversation. Wow. So wow. when you when you go out recording, you probably have that digital recorder. Mm-hmm. It's not something large. It's not mm-hmm. something that can frighten someone. Right. Or if you're on the telephone, mm-hmm. 
and you have a way in which to record the call. Right. You might want to say to that person, I'm only calling you to talk about the family. Find some way to ease the the comfort, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Find some way to say, hey, since we're going to be talking about the family, only for that period can I recall it. Can I record it? Right. Would you allow me to record it? Right. But and, find and a I, way. And I, yes, and you know what you do? You also reassure them that it's only for that purpose. Mm-hmm that you're only interested in the information that she can share regarding or he can share regarding the family. Right. And let them know that, you know, be honest, I don't remember everything. Mm -hmm. Everybody can understand you might not remember everything. So they're more willing and more likely to say, okay, that you can can record me. And And it's such a pleasurable thing when you listen later, isn't it? It is because what what has come out of all of this is that, that matter of fact, this time is going by so fast because this, this topic is so interesting. But what yeah. comes out of it is that we have to find a way to hold on to information. We have to find a way to hold on to material. Yeah. We have thrown away so much history. That's right. When your parents die, when your grandparents die, and you throw away the papers that they kept around the house, you throw away the furniture they kept around the house. Just think, the National Archives keeps all of the information. The Smithsonian yeah. keeps all the information. The, the uh, Latter-day Saints, they keep all of the information. Everyone right. is keeping all of the information, and we're, and we're throwing it away. And you know, it's interesting, I'll say it quickly. People that throw away information, they have no idea who goes through their garbage, and they pull out that information and they're willing to sell it back to you. That's right. They later will make money selling your information back to you because you didn't keep it. So So because of what we are doing, Mm -hmm. but because of what you and I are doing and so many other relatives that we have come in contact with and so many people, you know, I've clearly thought about how and the need. Now, you've mentioned it before. that That should have been an archive. That's right. For African Americans, where we have centralized our history. That should be a place where when your ancestors die and you have no interest, send it to that place. That place have the archivist. They know how to preserve it. They know how to put it aside. But we have to find a way. And we have to get into our frame of mind to save information, to store it to put it there and make sure that it becomes a historical place where members of the family can come and look at it. Someone who Mm -hmm. has a larger house. If you know that someone is never coming back there, transform that home into the family archive. That's true. Transform that home. Don't sell it. Transform that home into the place where this is where the archives are, 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 are kept. That's true. That's true. Wow. So, Martha, yes. close us out. You know, we reached this point so quickly. We did. Because we're covering so much, but I love it. So I want to say, Frank, thanks to you, we're doing this. Thank you for being a great partner in this and allowing me to be part of your podcast. Mm-hmm. And I'd say to the listeners, please continue to listen and support us. And always know that we love you. We love you. 
And we're always going to tell you to be good. And be good.